888-727-3. This is ESPN 1063 WUUB Jupiter. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I'm contractually obligated to tell all of you, happy NFL Draft Eve. College football, though, is strongly considering going to a 12-team playoff. Let's go, but let's get bold and go bigger than 12. Can I interest you, perhaps, in a 16-team college football playoff? Ken Levick alive. I'm that guy. He's Chris Coquel here from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Intracoastal. I promise you, I assure you, you have my word. There will be plenty of NFL draft talk. And I feel like we've just turned into 49ers Central. But there's going to be a ton of NFL draft talk here for the next hour on ESPN 106.3. Ike Taylor, former Pittsburgh Steelers great corner. He'll join us at 1225. But I want to begin with college football. And I want to begin with the news, Coquel, that uh, there is now strongly considered a push to go to 12 teams. Is now when I hit the open? No, 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 no. You're good. It's you all sure? taken but, care. But you just spoke, and then I hit the open. No, 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 no. Everything's fine. No, but you talk. I, I hit the open. That's how it works. We're just changing things up a little bit today. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up. Turn it up. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. It's Ken LaVica Live. On- oh, that's so much better. All right. So much better. We gave it a shot. No, I had to, because what am I supposed to do? It has to go in order. I know. You I know. talk. Your show, open. your producer ADD kicked in, and I understand that, and I'm appreciative uh, I have of to that. do things. You I know. told me there's an order, and I have to serve you. <laughs> yeah, you have to serve me, you idiot. Uh, amid- this is from The Athletic today. This is Andy Staples writing this. Amid fear of fan disinterest and dominance of a few teams from the same region, FBS commissioners are considering expanding the college football playoff from not just four to eight teams, but possibly into double digits, sources tell The Athletic. Quote, I sense 12 teams as building support, end quote, one Power 5 athletic director told The Athletic. Of the 28 available spots in the playoffs since its inception in 2014, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma have occupied 20 of those spots, creating an exclusive postseason each year that's left major conferences in the cold and regions of the national college football fan base without a rooting interest at the end of the season. For once. For once. College athletics is getting something right. Four teams doesn't work. Four teams does not work because it is always Alabama. It is always Clemson. It is always Oklahoma. It is always Ohio State. College football needs new faces. College football needs new schools. Even if the same schools end up winning the national championship, college football needs a tournament. More of a tournament than just four. And I don't want to hear, oh, but what about the academics? Stop. Stop. If you actually think that anybody in college football cares about the academics and ever has and ever will, you are daft and you are ignorant. But what does daft mean? Daft means dumb. Daft means out of touch. But why didn't you just say dumb or out of touch? Because daft sounds better. Okay, and I need you to expand your vocabulary horizons. This is also a lesson for you. But let's not stop at just 12 if you're college football. I say, let's go to 16. (laughs) There are 10 conferences. Well, hold on. There are 10 conferences in college football. Then there's the independents. That's Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Every single conference whether it's Power Five or Group of Five, should have a representative in the college football playoff. 
No more excuses because college football is the only sport, it is the only organization, the only league in North American sports where not every team actually has a chance to win a championship, to win that league's championship. Oh, but college basketball, Duke, Kentucky, no, 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 no. College basketball, if you get your automatic bid, no matter what conference you're in, in theory, even though it's not realistic, in theory, you get into the tournament, you have a chance to win a national championship. In college football, if you play outside the Power Five based on the current college football playoff format, you have no chance End of, uh, end of August, when the season starts, you know that you have no chance to play for a national championship, and it's wrong. It's had, wrong, and it needs to change. I had a cousin play in the March Madness from Marist and from Holy Cross. Both got to experience, both mm-hmm. got in the tournament. And both, in theory, had a chance to make a run and play for a national championship. In college football, though, if you play at Florida Atlantic, You're playing for a bowl game. You have no shot to win the national championship, though you could end up playing the eventual national champion, which they've done before, playing Alabama, playing Auburn, playing Florida, who they start the year with this year. Um, But it's also when a team like BYU this past season or a team like Coastal Carolina this past season or a team like UCF the past four years, they go undefeated in the regular season. They win their conferences, and they don't even get a chance to sniff the college football playoff. What was it, Coquel? Coastal Carolina finished eighth in the college football playoff rankings despite running the table. It's not right, and it needs to be reformed. And 12 college football playoff teams is good, 16 would be better. You want representation? Get representation from every conference that plays in Division One. Crown an actual national champion instead of who you think is going to draw the most money year after year after year. And I know you just said it, but how many conferences are there? Ten, plus the independents. So then you would get six, six at, at large. Oh, perfect. So you get six uh-huh. more or five more ACC teams. I mean, SEC teams and one ACC team. Yep. You can still do your, oh, but we we need to get Auburn in, or we need to get another SEC team in. You can still get your, your stroking of the SEC, or try and sneak a Big Ten team in there, or maybe uh, a Texas, because you know it's going to bring dollars. You can still get your at-large teams in there but i'm talking conference usa i'm talking mountain west i'm talking uh, the aac those conferences should also be represented in the college football playoff but news today out of the athletic that 12 teams being considered in the college football playoff is the college football playoff fine with four does it need eight 12 16 or more 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 ESPN college football playoff reportedly expanding good idea bad idea 888-760-3776-888-760 ESPN now Coquel I know a common retort to this is going to be well I don't want uh, a five-week playoff and what happens if players get injured their NFL dreams potentially go down the toilet they can opt out they were able to opt out this year They've always been able to opt out. They can opt out. It's the same situation in college basketball with the NBA. Guys want to play, they can play. If they don't want to play, they don't have to play. And half the guys that are in your March Madness that everybody loves, those freshmen that are doing everything, they're not going to classes anymore because they know they're done. So the academic thing, again, is out the window. They passed first semester and they know they're done, so they said, okay, I'm done with classes. There is just something inherently wrong for me with the system, college football, which Uh, And let's be clear, the NCAA has lost all grip of college football. College football is run by university presidents and athletic directors of the Power Five conferences now. There is something inherently wrong with the power structure of a league where only five conferences out of ten, only half of the teams in a particular league, and that's what we're going to refer FBS as, a particular league have a chance to win a national championship. Good idea, bad idea, expanding the college football playoff, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. If you want to get the NCAA and these college presidents involved, talking about being fair and winning national titles, that's not going to do it. That's not going to get them to want to do it. What we need to start talking about is, hey, if we get these other conferences in, all of a sudden TV rights, TV money for those Mm -hmm. conferences go up, 
your money goes up, right. everybody kicks into a big pool, and well, everybody makes money off it. This is the thing, too. You're exactly right, because you expand the college football playoff to all 10 conferences, your six at-larges, and 16 my hypothetical. Hell, I, I'm like you. I'd like, let's just put teams in, man. Let's go. Let's, right. let's make this. my max. Well, what, D2 is 32, though, right? D2 and D3 are 32 teams, or is it 16 teams? I think it's 16. 16? Okay, that's fine. Fine. 16. Good. 16. Perfect. Excellent. Everyone else does it. FBS should be able to do it. But you're right. From a TV standpoint, you think that it's not going to force more money out of ESPN to be the exclusive rights holder of the college football playoff when you expand it to 16 to uh, you go from three games the two semifinals and the national championship to, oh, God, help me, Coquel. How many games would it be? If so you, there'd be eight in the first game, right? quarterfinals. And then there would four. be four, so that's 12, uh-huh. plus two more for the final four. Yeah. So that's what, 14 yep. plus what, 15? Yeah. 15 games. Think of that money. Think of the TV ratings. Think of the interest, at least initially, the interest when you have a potential UCF or a Cincinnati playing an Oregon. Uh, You seed them all, one through 16, or you can have um, a bunch of games that are played in a first round and the top-seeded teams get a bye, something along those lines. But financially, it makes too much sense to go 16 in the college football playoff. From an intrigue standpoint, it makes too much sense to go into the college football playoff and make it 16 teams. Uh, And and, uh, honestly, from a competitive Competitive standpoint, it makes too much sense. Yeah, you still may get Alabama at the end of the year. You still may get Clemson at the end of the year. But at least it's not this mere formality when you start a college football season of who the four teams are actually going to be. And maybe before we get another failed Oklahoma team in a semifinal, they get knocked off in the quarterfinals. They get knocked off before they can waste our time again getting into a semifinal that they're not going to compete in, that they're not going to win, that they're not going to play defense in. To me, I think 16 is the way to go. I love the idea, though, that they're at least considering 12. It's open-mindedness in a sport where greed has become the common trait. This is a chance to be greedy, but also do something that the sport needs. What a novel concept. College football playoff expanding from 4 to 12, potentially. According to The Athletic today, it's growing traction, and this could be something that as early as next college football season could be instituted. Or at least a plan in place. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Good idea, bad idea. Expansion of the college football playoff. I just look at the next, the draft these next couple of nights, right? And we're having Ike Taylor on later on in the show. Mm-hmm. He played at Louisiana Lafayette. Like, right. You, people don't get to see Louisiana Lafayette, but if or Zach Wilson, we'll even go to him. I'd feel much better about the Jets drafting him if I saw him in a playoff game. I don't care if it's the first round of the playoffs. Also, when you get to 16 teams, if you're 17 and you're whining, like, too bad. You're not even close to one. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. If you're five, I get the argument. If you're six, I get the argument. Even to, like, eight, I get the argument. Yep. But if we are 16 and you're number 17, that means you didn't win your conference. So right there, yeah. you should be eliminated. And that large bid didn't go your way. Sure. But you know what? Win your conference. Right. Everyone's going to be whining and complaining uh, that finishes, you're right, uh, 17, 18, or 13, 14, whatever the number is. But you're exactly right about that, where there at least then you have a, a big enough pool, a sample size of teams that are deserving to play for a national championship, whereas this past year, I mean, I, I after selection, after the, the bowl selection show, I threw my hands up and just said, go back to the BCS if this is how it's going to be. Because if this year, in a pandemic year, where things were ragged, where you had group of five teams that were going undefeated, that were beating legitimate Power 5 opponents, BYU, Coastal Carolina, who went out on a limb and played one another in a hastily scheduled game. They didn't have to do that, and they did do that. If this was a year where Coastal Carolina undefeated um, with really good wins on the resume, couldn't get into the college football playoff, then it's never going to happen. If those UCF teams, and you can make fun of UCF all you want for claiming its national championship when they beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl, you can make fun of them all you want, and it continues, and I know it's become a, a bit of a punchline, but I love it. They, they did exactly what they should do because Danny White, the then AD who's now at Tennessee, he said that 
this system sucks. It is not a consolation to be invited to a New Year's Day Bowl. UCF was happy to be there. They'll take the money that comes with that. They got the national TV exposure. But you can see the AAC and UCF on national TV most weekends on Saturday. This whole, oh, hey, tiny schools, you can play on New Year's Day, just one of you, but one of you will get to play on New Year's Day. That's cool. No, 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 no. That's not acceptable anymore. Not when a UCF goes and beats Auburn. Not when a UCF goes and then the following year nearly beats LSU and nearly decapitates Joe Burrow. Okay? Not when you have a Houston going in and winning a group of five game. That, that ship has sailed. The proper way to do this in college football is to let every team in every conference actually have a shot to win a national championship instead of us living in a fantasy, in an illusion. Good idea, bad idea that the college football playoff, it's gaining traction. They're expanding it from 4 and 12 could be the number. Good idea or bad idea, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And I'm going to ask you to, and I hope with your relationship with FAU, you can answer the question honestly, but you're a Division One play-by-play guy. Yes. So, like, that's a big-time role. That's a big-time program. People can, around here, I think... It's had a lot of success. I think, And I think people around here don't realize everything that goes into that being a real, legit right. Division One program. Right. Would the fans be more excited to at least start the year if knowing that if they went undefeated, that they can be in the playoffs? I feel like those seats would be filled more if there was that carrot at the sure. end. Like, hey, I want to be... We're in Florida. People want to be a part of whatever the in thing is. Yeah. If FAU could go undefeated and there was actually a chance for it to mean something, I feel like at that beautiful stadium, and they're not a partner of ours, so I have no reason to say that other than it's a beautiful stadium. That I would, mean, I know yeah, the sport. That would the football absolutely team. drive attendance. If you and Florida Atlantic won Conference USA in 2017 and 2019, if FAU were to going into November, be in first place. In Conference USA, or going into the final weekend, they're one win away from clinching at Conference USA, or they're playing a Conference USA championship game, and you know you win, and you're going on to play uh, USC, or you're going to play an Oklahoma, or a Texas A&M, or one of those schools, I assure you it drives attendance. I assure you in the group of five, it fixes a lot of attendance woes, and from a TV number standpoint, TV ratings, TV networks, network deals for smaller conferences like Conference USA, like the Mountain West. If there was that sort of importance tacked onto the end of a season, these schools are going to be making so much more out of TV network deals than they are now. I assure you of that. And Conference USA has a CBS network deal. It's not good. It's not good. Conference USA has not done a good job with its TV network deal. This is a chance to elevate that, to drive higher pricing, to make more money for the conference and the schools, and to build profile. I'm with you from a draft standpoint. It's helpful. These days, more than ever, the smaller schools are getting their athletes, their players found. But think about that. Someone shows out against Wisconsin and beats, upsets the Badgers to go to the uh, quarterfinals of the college football playoff. How significant is that? Or even if they lose that game, but their receiver has they 150 yards receiving and sure. the, the top corner can't cover him. They have to put a safety over the top. Yep. And he's still he's still getting open and finding the holes. Like These are the guys that, can, that we're going to see drafted. Because the draft, everyone always talks about these first couple picks. Second and third round are going to be some big-time picks, too. Mm-hmm. Day three on Saturday, the fourth and fifth round, there's probably going to be 10 starters yeah. next year picked then. It's a lot of players, and we would know more about these other guys if we had that exposure to it. But them. just from a pure entertainment standpoint, would you get some blowouts? Absolutely. That's the nature of this. But what, what would outweigh that, and this is the whole point of the but, NCAA tournament, is you would have the Cinderella football team. All it takes is one, and it captivates the country. All it takes is one Cinderella run. And also, too, like you've had some good stories of, of smaller schools going and playing in New Year's Day Bowls uh, and beating the Power 5 school. Think about how good it is for college football for that Cinderella team to win a playoff game over a Power 5, and then you have the whole week of buzz leading in to another matchup instead of that game happened, they won the Peach Bowl, and then that's it. You don't hear about it anymore. That's why UCF was so smart to just proclaim themselves the national champions because 
that at least kept that narrative going. It got the buzz going. It but, became a national thing. It's something we still talk. Yep. Everyone now remembers that undefeated team. There's no downside to this from an entertainment standpoint, from a fan standpoint, a lot more games. Also, from a from a monetary standpoint, there's no downside to this. Again, college football expanding to 12. If they do it, good idea. Are we still doing a mock draft? It's uh, take. Will you take a pick Wednesday? Or you will you take him Wednesday? You don't even me. know what the hashtag is. It's hashtag is. will you take him Wednesday. Don't interrupt the draft, please. With the 21st pick, the Indianapolis Colts, Rashawn Slater, tackle Northwestern. Okay, was that Kuyper's mock draft or McShay's mock that draft? That's uh, the Chris Coquel mock draft. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans with the 22nd pick. Trayvon Morig, TCU safety. When is this done? When is this over? With the 23rd pick in the Chris Coquel mock draft, the New York Jets select Travis Etienne, running back Clemson. You're doing that, though, because that's who you want the Jets to take at that spot, as you discussed yesterday. A mock no, that's draft, what I think is going to happen. That's a mock a, draft should not contain you as a fan, what you hope is going to happen with your team. Uh, it's going to happen. It's in the draft. I'm going to go 32 for 32. There's a lot of teams, by the way. Uh-huh. NFL, if I'm going to keep making these mock drafts for you, we got to get rid of some of these teams. I really only need 24. <laughs> Why do we need so many NFL teams? Like, that's a for? lot of things. <laughs> I, you know, when I, when I thought I forgot Waddle there for a little bit, Jalen Waddle. And yeah, before the show, before the show, <laughs> Coquel broke into a cold sweat and goes, "Oh God, I don't think I put Jalen Waddle in my mock draft. We've done, you've done 20 of these, and you, you were worried that you got 20 picks in and you had not taken Jalen." Waddle. <laughs> but everyone yet. knows he's going to the Giants. 11. Come on. Poor Ike Taylor. He does not know what he's walking into. Ike Taylor, the two-time Super Bowl champion, the outstanding Pittsburgh Steelers corner, had a, a really, really outstanding 12-year career. He, for some reason, has decided that he's going to hang it with us on NFL Draft Eve. And by the way, you didn't say it back to me. Happy NFL Draft Eve. Happy NFL Draft Eve. This is the greatest time of year. Uh, it it's feels so, so awesome. good. The anticipation. Watching draft day. I'm going to watch Draft Day again tonight. We're going to get to that in a second because you've watched Draft Day a couple of times this week. Draft Day to me is just a, a putrid film. Just Josh, an awful movie. I made Josh Cohen from the home team rent it yesterday. You he made listen, he he listen it? He to 3-5. Oh, my God. You are just completely infesting this entire station with your stupid football meatballery. Gold armor from ESPN Cleveland. He gets two cents per time. <laughs> We rented it, so I'm making some money for our, part, uh, our teammates. Yeah, he is in the movie. His voice is in the movie. Not him, but his voice and Tony Rizzo, our uh, our teammates up in uh, in Cleveland, are in the movie. Yeah, and they, yeah gotta make them some two money. Two cents two every cents. time someone, what, buys or rents the movie? Rents, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> gotta give them some cash. What a deal, man. Hey, if you're looking to make a draft film, call uh, call me in Coquel. We'll definitely be. I'll here. even include my mock draft. <laughs> I will. I, if you're going to make a movie and you want to pay us, and all we want is two cents worth, I'll give you the Steelers pick. You know what? No, I'm going to wait. Ike Taylor's going to hear the Steelers pick. Uh, subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast wherever you get your podcast. Rate it. It comes right to your phone in a tight little package, and you can listen to it every single day. Ike Taylor, former Pittsburgh Steeler, joins us next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Ken and Coquel like putting things in number order. Order, order, order. Five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the electrical standings. All right, Electrical Standings Wednesday edition. Today, pizza-related foods. Pizza-related foods. Coquel, we rank it five through one. Go. Number five, Hot Pockets three-cheese pizza edition. Number four, pizza-flavored combos. Number three, pizza sandwich. If you don't know what that is, you're missing out. What is that? Two pieces of bread, mozzarella cheese, and sauce, (laughs) and then toasted together. Number two, a pizza bagel. And number one, I mean, come on, pizza rolls. Pizza-related foods. Number five, pizza burger. Number four, pizza-flavored combos. Number three, pizza hot pockets. Number two, pizza-flavored goldfish. And number one, I'm with Coquel, Totino's Pizza Rolls. And those are your Wednesday 
Pizza-related food electrical standings. I gotta say, um, I'm a little bit annoyed right now, and I don't want to. I don't want to be too harsh, but we we spent the last couple of days saying, "Hey, Ike Taylor, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler, former Pittsburgh Steeler, 12 years, two-time Super Bowl champion, going to be on the show." And then what happened, Coquel? Why why isn't Ike Taylor coming on today? Like he was been scheduled for like a, a week and a half to do. What happened? I received an email at 11, I mean, excuse me, 1222. So sorry to do this, but can we reschedule for next week? I mean, fine, but like, I, I mean, I, I just, the email, the email, like what, three, four minutes before he's supposed to join, it, it, less than that, like two minutes before he's supposed to join is a little, not great, right? Like that's, I, I, I'm not overreacting here, right? Like I'm a little annoyed. No, I'm frustrated. Yeah. I'm frustrated because I'm going to go even further behind the curtain. They reached out to us to yeah. ask if they could be on our show. Yeah. We didn't reach out to them. We were like, all right, we'll do it, and right. we'll promote it like like we're asking you to do you a favor. Right. And I g- would have been grateful to have Ike Taylor on, and, uh, and I was looking forward to it. But, I mean, come we'll three see. minutes before, yeah. and, no, unless there's an emergency, it's I guess. A, yeah, if it's an emergency, fine, but like then say that too. But then too, call please. or text, because if I didn't check my email, we'd have been setting it up staring right, at the Right, I would have looked like a complete moron, Not more so than I, uh, already, than I already do. do. Right, so... All right, well, we'll, um, we'll we'll check back with them, see if there's something we can work out. But uh, no Ike Taylor, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get him uh, at some point. Hey, uh, speaking of the Steelers, though, a reminder, we're going to be, this is something we can guarantee you, something we can assure you of. We're going to be at PBKC, the Paddock Restaurant, tomorrow uh, for PBKC's NFL Draft Party, Santonio Holmes is going to be there. Uh, that also, I can guarantee, PBKC has set it up. He'll be signed, sealed, and delivered. Myself and Coquel, we're going to be broadcasting live. Another thing that I can assure you is going to happen at 6 o'clock, it is our NFL Draft Preview. We're going to kick off our live official coverage of the NFL Draft tomorrow night before the picks start flowing at 8 o'clock Eastern time. But Coquel and I are going to be there. We have our winners that are going to show up, and congratulations to all of our winners, $100 gambling voucher $50 tab brunch or uh, I'm sorry buffet will be there uh drinks will be there your chance to go to the NFL draft next year your chance to go to a Steelers home game this year so we will be at PBKC we can't wait for Coquel and I are super pumped tomorrow join us uh for not only Ken Levick alive at noon but also Ken Levick alive at six uh fascinating yesterday for someone that I initially was poo-pooing this thought but uh, I got to say, I was thinking about it more last night, and Evan Cohen was, to me, at least initially on to something yesterday. Evan Cohen, who you hear commercial-free, 5-6 to six here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, McLovin actually joined him yesterday. Uh, Evan's had a little bit of a carousel of producers and sidekicks uh, this week because Jeanette Javier takes off the most important sports weeks of the year. Uh, Post-Super Bowl, nowhere to be found. NFL Draft Week, nowhere to be found. But Evan was discussing the number three pick and what the 49ers should actually do. And for as long as I've known Evan, it has been quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. That's the priority. But he had this to say yesterday, Evan Cohen, 5 o'clock on ESPN 106.3. All these years, McLovin, you more than anyone else has had to sit through all of my ranting and raving about the quarterback position in the NFL. If you don't have one, you don't have a team. And yet I have been now on this, this kind of kick here where I think the San Francisco 49ers at three overall should take former Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. I think they should pass on the quarterbacks. I think they should take Kyle Pitts. And they should pair him with George Kittle, and they should pair him with Kyle Juszczyk, the tight end, and that Jimmy G is more than good enough to take them to the Super Bowl because he already has with good talent around them. Am I nuts? At its face... I, I agree with Evan to an extent that, yeah, like if you're comfortable with Jimmy G and you did go to a Super Bowl with him two years ago uh, and you can have all of those bodies, all of those huge, talented tight ends in the middle of the field, sure, go for it. But I also sort of feel like there is so little risk now in the NFL to draft a quarterback high in the draft because you're no longer paying 
Sam Bradford, Matt Stafford-esque $60 million guaranteed contracts. There's a cap on these rookie deals. You've got the four years with the fifth-year option. Really, uh, now in the NFL, it's commonplace where if it's not working out after three years, you go and you draft another quarterback. There's so little risk. Why wouldn't you go get a quarterback when you already have George Kittle? How many tight ends do you actually need to run out there? Well, that's the whole thing is right now Garoppolo makes $29 million, right? Lamar Jackson's making $1.7 million mm-hmm. this year. A steal. I mean, unbelievable. He'll get up to twenty for next year when they exercise his option, but one point seven. So to reset the clock, especially when you have a quarterback who can't stay healthy, I think you have to reset the clock yeah. if you can. And let's look at Jimmy G. So let's, yes, he went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers, but is he the reason the 49ers went to the Super Bowl two years ago? Or was it an opportunistic physical defense that actually brought the 49ers to the Super Bowl? Coquel, once again, not uh, closing out his email, uh, which has become a common trait of Ken Levick Alive. Well, now I feel bad. What's the email? Um, he had a family emergency. Okay. And, and I just DM'd him about it, too. So. Okay. I probably shouldn't have. I probably should have checked first to make sure. Uh, well, we hope everything's okay, and hopefully we can get it rescheduled. But right. again, it doesn't change the fact call or text would have. Uh, I also have used family emergency whenever I no, just don't feel like doing things. Let's not do that. But a text or a call next time is probably the way to go as opposed to an email two minutes before he's supposed to be on. And we hope everything is, is fine. We absolutely hope everything is fine with, uh, with Ike Taylor and, uh, and family. So what I was saying, though, 2019 Jimmy G, 12th in yards passing, 17th in yards per game, 8th highest QB rating in the NFL. 12th highest QBR in the NFL. I mean, these aren't numbers that I think are sustainable when you talk about a team going to the Super Bowl. Like, if he did that again this year, 49ers probably aren't going to the Super Bowl. Is he serviceable? Sure. But you're drafting a quarterback that you're expecting is going to put up better numbers than that. How much better are you going to be if Mac Jones comes in and can even be three or four places higher? than what Jimmy G did in 2019. Even if you hide Mac Jones for a year, let Jimmy G play this year. You've got to think in a passing league where quarterbacks reign supreme, you need to get it you need a quarterback. You need to find a way to get a quarterback. Someone who can excel for you. And in the NFL, what do we always say? Teams adjust. You watch film and you adjust. Can you really have George Kittle and Kyle Pitts on the field? Play after play after play after play before teams finally figure out how to isolate one or two of or both of them? I mean, you can. Think about the Patriots when they had um, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. You can, you can do that two tight end set. But here's the deal also. You're saving $29 million if you move on mm-hmm. from Jimmy G. Yeah. The highest paid tight end is $15 million. Right. The third highest is now you're inside the $10 million range. So you can get two more tight ends or another you can get the second best tight end to go with Kittle and now all of a sudden you have two really good tight ends anyway and you have your young quarterback and it feels like there's going to always be a deeper pool of tight ends someone you can get who's going to contribute to be very good for you later in the draft than a quarterback it's it just it feels like you can get a tight end in the second round look at Mike Desicki with the Dolphins if the Dolphins don't get Kyle Pitts you still don't necessarily have to address the tight end position because if he can stay healthy, you like what Jasicki brings and you like what he's done in his brief Dolphins career. But this is a passing league. This is a quarterback league. The tight end, you've got to make a call. What's more important? Does the quarterback make the tight end or does the tight end make the quarterback? And that's the fundamental question. And the market dictates in the NFL, and the decision makers dictate that the quarterback makes the tight end. Every great quarterback, every elite or every elite tight end, I should say, has had a quarterback who has also been elite. So I get what Evan is saying. Go get Kyle Pitts and don't take Mac Jones. But also, if you feel like you can get a young quarterback and every quarterback you're going to draft is on the cheap, you do that because as the Arizona Cardinals have shown especially, you can hit the reset button on this and go in a different direction and come out on top. But that brings me to this question at 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. 
you're a general manager. You'd rather draft an A, eventual Pro Bowl quarterback, maybe one or two times in the Pro Bowl, or B, an eventual Hall of Fame tight end. And we have posted this on Twitter, and that's where you can reach out to us as well, at ESPN West Palm. And right now, 64% of people say eventual Pro Bowl QB. They'd rather have an eventual Pro Bowl quarterback than an eventual Hall of Fame tight end. And it's because the quarterback is in charge of so much. The tempo, getting up to the line, making the right decision. If you trust your quarterback enough, checking out of a play, making sure that you can spread the defense, throw to the outside, and then get the tight ends involved. The tight end, it's go, it's catch, it's block. It's important, but it's not the same as the quarterback. And in this situation, yeah, sure, Jimmy G with one year of Kyle Pitts, that's great. But is Jimmy G the long-term solution with the 49ers, especially injury-prone Jimmy Garoppolo? The answer to that is no. And if you're going to have to be in a similar situation again where you're having to trade up to get into this prime position in future drafts and give up draft inventory for that, You've done yourself a disservice because what difference is Kyle Pitts going to make with George Kittle two, three years from now if you were just thinking short-term and Jimmy Garoppolo to Kyle Pitts and George Kittle made you feel good for one or two years? What does that do four or five years down the road? And that's nothing. You're going to end up blowing up another draft to move up to go and find a young quarterback when you could have done it this year if you really like Mac Jones or Justin Fields or Trey Lance that much. You're a GM. You'd rather draft an A, eventual Pro Bowl quarterback, or B, eventual Hall of Fame tight end. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. That's 888-760-3776. And now these contracts are so confusing to look at, but I'm looking at Jimmy G's contract, right? This year, his dead cap hit number is only $2.8 million, mm-hmm. and next year it's only $1.4. So they just know he's not their guy, and they know they'll right. never have another chance to be a three again. Yeah. Because even if they like Jimmy G and say, okay, well, we could win with him for these two years, they'll never have another shot to be a three if they really are good with Jimmy G. So they can actually keep Jimmy G on the roster, try to win this year since, they, like Evan said, they were so close when healthy, and then just yeah. slowly transition, you can- keep your quarterback on the bench for two years. Right. And then just move on. Exactly. You can you can go with Jimmy G and give him another target in the middle of the field. Again, not a wide out, not someone who's necessarily going to stretch the field, but another target in the middle of the field. Or you can get the eventual heir apparent to the veteran quarterback who you're not going to be giving another free agent contract to. You're not going to be going into that situation, that scenario. And so go get the young quarterback. Kyle Pitts, is he a prize? Sure. Can you get a serviceable quarterback later in the draft or a tight end later in the draft in future years? Yes. Do you still have George Kittle? Absolutely. And that's my point. Go get Mac Jones. Go get Justin Fields. Go get Trey Lance. Don't stick with Jimmy G. I get Evan's point, but this isn't the time to do that. 888-760-3776-888-760 ESPN. What are we at? What number is this? We are at 24 in the Pittsburgh Steelers, and in the Chris Coquel mock draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers finally in their history get a good cornerback, Greg Newsom, Northwestern. I know absolutely nothing about Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Yeah, you know what? I know he'd probably show up. Cornerbacks, I mean, cornerbacks need to show up. Not, not you need your corners thing. to show up, and when your corners don't show up to things they're scheduled for, you can't rely on them, and I think Newsom would show up. So you need to rely on them. So the Steelers finally get a reliable corner. I absolutely don't know a single thing out of Newsom. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Uh, Want to tell you another FAU MBA Sport Management Program success story, and the FAU MBA Sport Management Program brings you Ken Levick alive. Hey, congratulations to Lisa Ann Higgins. She has been named the executive assistant to the athletic director at Florida Atlantic. She has been in the FAU MBA sport management program. She has gone through the courses. Dr. Jim Reardon, whether it's remote or in person, he helps students find jobs in the expansive sports industry. I tell you about it all the time, but it's also because I've seen it I have experienced it. I've met these people, and 
These success stories just keep on coming, but Lisa Ann Higgins, an FAU MBA sport management program student, is now the executive assistant to the athletic director at Florida Atlantic. Congratulations to Lisa Ann and congratulations to Dr. Jim Reardon for once again helping a student realize their dreams with the FAU MBA sport management program. Find out more, including summer semester courses and fall semester, fau.edu slash MBA sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and I'm live on. With the 25th pick, Jacksonville Jaguars select Kadarius Tony, wide receiver, Florida. I can't wait for this to be over. ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. The Athletic says that college football is going potentially to 12 teams in the playoff. Moving it up from 4, 12 has traction. And I say, hell, let's get to 16. Let's do it. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. I'm Ken Lavica. He's Chris Coquel. Got you every weekday noon here on ESPN 106.3. Let's head to Twitter where we have been discussing the potential college football playoff expansion. And uh, this tweet comes from Perspective Vortex. They can just repurpose the Tier 2 Bowl sponsors, too. It's guaranteed to get more viewers outside of alumni. Absolutely. If you start expanding what were the New Year's Day Bowls, and they're going to always be now part of the expanded college football playoff, even some of the pre-Christmas Bowls, potentially, that's a complete win. Sponsors, financially, and for fans. Rotate sites throughout the year, so now all the different locations. Think about the RoofClaim.com Boca Bowl being part of that. Yep. Like that's People are going to want to come down to Florida. Completely. And I could see the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl potentially getting involved in one of those, what did we say, 15 games? Yep. That would 15. be the college football playoff. Uh, at Cookie Monster 7, I don't care what happens. I love all bowl games. I think that they should expand to eight, five Power 5 champions, highest ranked group of five, and then two at large. Yeah, I like where your head's at, except, again, take it a step further. Take the 10 conference champions and have six at large. You're covering everybody, and your precious independent Notre Dame can get in, and you know they'll find a way to pigeonhole them into the playoff almost every single year. But that's fine, because at least every conference is being represented, as it should. There needs to be a reward past a... Okay, cool. Fun bowl game. There needs to be a reward past that for conference champions. It's a long season, 12 games. Give them something. Yeah, Notre Dame would get in probably because they are a good program. As much as people hate on Notre Dame because they get in when there's only four teams. Yep. You know what I mean? But yep. I think if it's 16, then people can actually enjoy the fact that they're there and what their program does bring to the playoffs because they do bring something to the playoffs. There is something special about Notre Dame. At 1984 fans, as long as teams like FAU still get bowl games, sure. Yeah, I don't see why there would be a reduced number of bowl games just because a couple got sucked into the college football playoff. You can always create more bowl games. Plus, you're just using some of those bowl games that exist now. I don't even understand why you would lose any bowl games at all. I agree. And... You can then create more bowl games, I think, with the financials that are going to be gained. It's going to be very beneficial to to college football. At Dave Lamont, one tweets, eight is plenty. I'm not interested in a long, painful slog to a title, further risk of injury, safety issues, etc. It honestly has no appeal to it at all. So he must not like pro football. Right. I mean, you, right. you don't like the wild card weekend? Yeah. Like the most exciting weekend in sports? I don't understand how that ends up being a long, painful slog. These are games that mean something. And again, the chance of a Cinderella, a group of five, beating a power five, which especially with the middle seeds, one through 16, will be a viable uh, possibility every single year. I mean, come on. Also, do you like weeks 10 and 11 that mean nothing? Those throw-in games that they have at the end of the year to make sure that they're healthy before their conference championship game? Because... You're replacing those on their schedule. Yeah, That's what it is. You're shortening the regular season. And if you don't like eight games or 16 or 15 games, you only want your normal final four, then only watch the final four. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And what is it, week 10 or 11 in the SEC where they go and, and play lower-end group of five teams? That's what I'm saying. Eliminate that. That's one round, and then yeah. you get rid of a game earlier in the year, and then boom, you're good. Absolutely. Uh, and then at Jensen underscore Jennings, my preferred playoff is 16, the 10 conference champs, and six at large teams. Amen. The way the Power Fives who lose in the uh, lose in the conference title games won't get all upset when they don't make the playoff. It's stupid that 100 teams are eliminated before a single snap because of the logo on their helmet. That absolutely nails. I mean, that is the absolute perfect tweet. 100% agree with Jensen Jennings on Twitter. I want to make sure that I am telling you about my friends at Greenway West Palm Beach Kia. Why? Because they made Carbine a pleasure. I am driving a brand new Coquel. This thing is beautiful. A beautiful blue 2021 Kia K5 GT. I mean, I adore this automobile, but what I adore more is how affordable it is, and what I adore more than that is how they looked out for me. They took care of me. George, Mike, and everyone there at Greenway West Palm Beach Kia, they said, hey, man, I I know that you don't like numbers. I know they make you uncomfortable. I don't feel good in car buying settings, but they basically held my hand and they're going to do the same thing for you because they're looking out for and they want to put you in a dependable kia the payments on us sale don't miss the final days the payments on us sale at greenway kia of west palm beach purchase or lease any new kia on their lot they're going to give you the first nine months of payment off plus you keep all the rebates visit greenway kia west palm beach.com for more details and then there's the credit clinic this is how they're taking care of you if you have bad credit the credit clinic at greenway kia of west palm has your back local bank representative is going to be on site to grant special approval to consumers who meet certain minimum criteria. If you have a job bringing home $350 per week, the credit clinic at Greenway Kia West Palm wants to approve you, get you in an automobile. Don't worry if you have bad credit. The new 2021 Kia Fortes with zero down payment, only $265 a month. Visit GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. They're my guys. They can be yours as well. Tell George and Mike I said hi when you stop in right off the military. Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... What is good and what is bad for boxing now? Because something that I initially thought it was really bad for boxing is probably going to end up being really good for boxing. And for a sport I used to love, I don't know how I feel about it now, but I do know that it is relying on some unusual characters to keep its pulse going. Ken Levick alive. He's Coquel. I'm Levick. We're going to be at Palm Beach Kennel Club at the Paddock Restaurant tomorrow for the PBKC NFL Draft Party. Come say hi. And thank God this mock draft that Coquel's been doing now for three days will be over by the time we take to the air 6 o'clock at PBKC. Good Jesus. The Cleveland Browns select Pay, the end, Michigan. How many? Uh, how much film have you watched on him, Coquel? A lot. He's got a great first step, real twitchy. <laughs> real, real twitchy. Yep, sounds like you studied it awful. The Baltimore Ravens select Terrence Marshall, wide receiver, LSU. Boynton Beach zone, Lamar Jackson finally gets a number one receiver. So it was announced last night that Floyd Mayweather is coming out of retirement, and he, on June 6th at Hard Rock Stadium, is going to fight in a boxing match YouTube personality Logan Paul. Logan Paul. And you may be saying to yourself, oh, Logan Paul, the same one that uh, beat Ben Askren and the uh, same one that knocked out Nate Robinson. No, 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 no. That was the other Paul. That was Jake Paul. Logan Paul is... A completely different Paul brother who hasn't knocked anybody out. And in fact, a couple of years ago, he lost a celebrity boxing match to another YouTube star out of England. New Orleans Saints select quarterback Davis Mills, Stanford. You're another one who says New Orleans. It's New Orleans. Aaron Rodgers finally gets his weapon as Green Bay Packers have selected Elijah Moore, U.S. I mean, Ole Miss. Elijah Moore, yeah, he went to Ole Miss. That's what I said. He runs U like of, a 4 U of, U of Ole Miss. I started to say USA. But it's this not. mock draft wholeheartedly sucks. Why? But this boxing match on June 6th, I, I don't know how many people can call into this show and actually tell me anybody who holds a legitimate belt in boxing, but I can assure you, 
that in the lead up to June 6th, there's going to be a lot of pub and a lot of pay-per-view buys. There was one and a half million pay-per-view buys for the Ben Askren, who had never boxed a day in his life, and Jake Paul fight. What is this going to pull? Where Floyd Mayweather, who has his own legion of fans, and then the YouTube contingent of Jake Paul, who you know, or Logan Paul, I don't even know who they are. Logan Paul. Can I put money on that no one gets knocked out? Because neither of the, Mayweather doesn't knock anyone out. This guy's not going to knock anyone out. It's going to be. This guy's not going to land a punch. It's probably going to go, what, six rounds? Like, they're going to, it's just going to be a scheduled six-round fight, and it's just going to be pillow shots being thrown at each other. Like, if if Floyd Mayweather cannot knock out Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather should automatically give himself a loss. <laughs> That's how he's he, his undefeated record should be wiped off the map if he cannot knock out Jake Paul. The Buffalo Bills select Jamin Davis, linebacker, Kentucky. So, anyways, I actually find myself. The Kansas City Chiefs want to protect their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. They take center Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. What number was that? Number 31. Okay, good. Thank God there's only one more to go. And you better not do a round two tomorrow. We've got two shows. I don't want to hear a single second round pick. Oh, no. Tomorrow is Sleeper Thursday. <laughs> you <laughs> well, I, you legitimately just made that up off the top of your head. There was no thought put into uh, that. S and yeah. That was a other, other. total gut reaction. Well, I had a speech problem when I was little. I used to have to go to speech classes because of S's and THs. Mm-hmm. So they're together for Sleeper Thursday. <laughs> And with the 32nd pick of the Coquel mock draft, the Tampa Bay Bucks select quarterback, Tom Brady's replacement, Kyle Trask, University of Florida. I actually kind of like that pick. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not falling into this trap you're setting for me. No, 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 no. And with the, no, oh, okay. No, we're done. That's the first run. It's come to an end. Let me finish my point on Floyd Mayweather and Jake Paul. Not only am I interested in this because it's unconventional, it's unique, but I may attend it at Hard Rock Stadium on June 6th. Forget buying the Are you taking me for my birthday? Is that your birthday? Yeah, me and JMP sharing the same birthday. Does that mean I have to take JMP too? No, just me and you. We'll check ticket prices or I'll see if I know somebody. But I, I used to love boxing. Boxing is no longer all that interesting to me. Isn't that a Sunday? I really can't name any champion right now. No, is it? No, they wouldn't have that on a Sunday. You keep talking. I'll what look. day is June 6th? But I may, forget buying the paper. D-Day. I may go. What, what are you doing? It's D-Day. You said what day is June 6th. June 6th is D-Day. Know your history. But I may end up going to this fight because it interests me because it's Floyd Mayweather and a guy who really is terrible at boxing. It's really a doesn't know what he's doing. It's a Sunday? Yep. On a Sunday night they're having this? That may lessen the chances of me actually going to it. But, but you just promised me you would take me. I did not promise you anything, uh, but I, mind you I am interested in it, and I'm more interested in this than I have been any boxing match, really, since the, the last Tyson Fury fight. And really, one of the most interested fights I've had in the last 10 years. And that's not a good sign for boxing, but this will help boxing because it's going to bring eyes to the sport. A little bit embarrassing for those who make their craft out of it, but this will bring big pay-per-view buys. This will ultimately be good for the sport. I'm going to watch. Maybe I'll go. But, man, that Sunday really hurts. We'll be back tomorrow. Happy NFL Draft Eve, everybody. NFL Draft Day is tomorrow, and we'll be here at noon on ESPN 106.3. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN West Palm. Seth Williams is a sleeper.